0: Welcome to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, where our goal is to connect listeners to the great outdoors with hosts Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. I'm host Ben Brandell,
1: owner of Meant to Be Outdoors, instructor of outdoor skills
0: and passionate about personal growth. I'm host Brian Hoffmeyer, wildlife biologist and avid outdoorsman. Welcome back to another episode of the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. Ben and Brian are back with you. We hope you've been enjoying your summer and definitely finding some time to get outdoors. Maybe you've... Listen to some of the things we've talked about in earlier episodes, and you've been able to go out, give them a try, get them implemented, or maybe you just have some of your summer favorites, and you've been out enjoying them. I know uh, we have. I mean, our work is outside, so we get to do a lot with work, but when we're not, we like to go spend time with our our family and even each other sometimes outside. Yeah, we do. Uh, But our topic this week is is summer school, which some people, Ben's making a face at me, kind of probably get a sick stomach when you think about summer school, you know. I never went to summer school. You know what? Actually, maybe one time in college, I did have to take one quick summer school class, and, and I and I hated it. I think I took marine biology in the summer, and it was a little too fast-paced for me to enjoy, but uh, summer school was fun for us this year. Our first in- real introduction to it was great, so hopefully our students and everything loved it, too. Um, we have been working with uh, a couple parks departments, a home school, doing some summer camp summer school for them, and then a local public school, too. Um, and we've really enjoyed that because our mission is to connect people to the outdoors, others, and themselves. So when we get to go spend a whole week and connect people to each other and themselves and the outdoors all together, we really feel like we are using our passions and our talents to meet our goal and and achieve our mission. So while we have been very busy and working very hard in the heat, uh, we're very thankful for it and, uh... I think fulfilled is a good word. Wouldn't you think that's a good word?
1: It is a great word. That's why I'm excited to talk about these summer school outdoors programs that we did because it is exactly our mission, and that's what I want to dig into in a little bit, of, of really connecting with not only the outdoors but with groups of people. Right. Um, and then how the individual is able to do that. So.
0: Relationships are important in everything that we do from the time we're children until the time we leave this earth. Relationships are they are everything. And uh, being able to nurture some of those and and build some ourselves, um, uh, we'll say uh, revisiting some old ones, getting to see, getting to see some old familiar faces from from years past was was cool too.
1: No, that was actually a great part because there was people uh, that we had we got talking with teachers, and then even recapping and thinking through like what teachers did I have, and and some of the teachers that we met um, over the last few programs, um, they've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. And, they remembered some of the teachers that I had that actually are no longer with us today. Um, but yeah. it was awesome to be able to, to talk about them and, and just some of the memories that I had from...
0: Uh, Bef- before we gonna... confuse everybody too much, um, one of the uh, schools that we got to work with this summer, um, we spent two weeks there, was actually uh, a huge privilege for us. Um, and we're talking about revisiting yeah, old relationships and memories because... It was our alma mater as the school that you and I grew up in, elementary, junior high, high school. It's where we graduated from. So going back and teaching in the same facilities where people had poured so much into us and uh, they had trusted us enough to bring us back and pour into uh, this next generation. It it was, uh, I don't know, uh, humbling. There was just a, a lot of weird emotions, to be honest with you. Things were different, obviously, but a lot of things were still the same. Um, but it was cool to go back to uh, Spokane, Spokane, the school district of Spokane, where we've grown up and uh, and and carried on. It was I mean, really, we're still young, really young enough; really
1: cool. it's it's kind of technically still half of our life. Half yeah, of our life was, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, starting to hit the age where it's not, but uh, very close there.
0: So. Well, and it just been so long, uh, you know, graduate high school and and go out into the world and do your thing, and all the college and jobs and uh, and. And getting married and having kids and buying homes and just being adults out in the world and even though neither of us ever uh, we each moved away a little bit we've never been so far away that it, we weren't we're still attached to our home yeah, where it's we still grew connected up to, yeah. but you don't you don't go to all the basketball games on friday nights and you know our kids when your kids are young they're not really involved in the school so you know it's been 15 years since i've really been a part of the school so to go back and revisit memories and Heck, the facilities aren't even the same. They've got more facilities and better facilities and classrooms that we went to school in aren't even used anymore. Which is
1: awesome to see that school is growing. Progress. Yeah, progress. You hope for that. You do. You
0: hope for that. And we hope that what we did this summer as part of that progress, and we hope it continues. I know there were a lot of excited uh, students, parents, um, and administration when we left. So we hope that it, it doesn't die and that it keeps keeps going on
1: yes what we're able to do is we didn't offer a summer uh, summer camp we didn't do a summer school camp um but during the summer school program hours that the school is putting on they allowed us to come out and and teach and you know that was a little different for us um a lot of our programs are going to be one to two hours um maybe half of a day depending on the program but we were there a full day day. yeah Yeah. uh, for for the whole day and and so um that's what i want to really dig into and talk to you with you about and really ask how did, how did it feel when we got done but the hours went by so fast i mean it was just so quick for me as we're really teaching these kids and digging into the outdoors which there's a lot to talk about but we narrowed it down to surviving
0: unplugged well you and i yeah surviving unplugged which was really cool because the, the school wanted this this mission of uh getting them away from their phones, getting getting them away from the technology to gain skills and to be outdoors with each other, and that, that was our main focus, and kudos to them, because they were all in, all in. I mean, uh, people that are reaching out to us for this, um, you know, the, the same with uh, the City of Republic that reached out for their summer camp, or the homeschool group that reached out for their summer camp, they understand that being outdoors, teaching these skills outdoors, not just being out. Um, we'll call it playing, but playing is very valuable, and there is learning that happens during playing. But actually, um, gaining a skill in a learning setting, but the outdoors being your classroom, there's a lot of group of groups that are catching on to this, and we're so thankful that they're calling us and trusting us to come teach it. But
1: well, I want to I want to add to that. So when we first came in, you could see that you have your gym time. So um,
0: when we first got to the public school, yeah,
1: first the public school, you see that the kids were playing in the gym, you know, early morning waiting for everyone to get there to arrive. And you would see these different groups of, of kids playing, um, some groups sitting on the on the bleachers. Um, you had some groups that were playing basketball, some that were playing volleyball, some that were just like walking and, and pacing. You know, And there was a, a lot of kids in there, but they weren't all actively doing something. It was all their own individual little group things. Right. And so then once we started...
0: And that could be said for a lot of places that we show up to, that have, like, even these homeschool areas. You know, you'll have... A group of kids sitting out under the trees, a group under the pavilion um, at at the parks. You'll have kids that don't even want to get off the bus. You know, you've got right. you've got kids that just want to sit on the ground. You've got kids that want to just stand by the bathroom so they don't have to learn what you're trying to teach them. They don't have to be accountable to you. So there's always this separation. Um, but what what you are so great at and what you love and what we do great as a company is bringing all those people together.
1: Yeah, bring them together. Um, they're going to be spending time together most of the time in those organizations and those programs.
0: Yeah, um, w- when we say we make them, we don't do it with a, a staff and a rod, but we require it and uh, we require everybody to participate.
1: Yeah. Challenge by choice for sure. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, that, that's when we talked about earlier about time, I said, I want to talk about time. We don't have a lot of time, but we have these full day programs with them and they go so fast that we don't always have what I feel enough time to always accomplish what we want. You know, you and I, we over plan. We I was have...
0: going to say, that there's kind of an irony to that. that right. Becoming uh, educators as individuals, I would go have a program and I'd come to you before and, Ben, I just don't have enough material for this. I'm so nervous and I've got all my extra stuff and I never even make it through all the material that I have. You're the same way. Yeah. And now we work together. So <laughs> we always have too much, Yeah. but we always go in worried that we're not going to have enough because... Um, we're not huge on, on downtime.
1: Well, it kills, downtime kills any group. I mean, even think as a parent transitions, Mm -hmm. downtime, um, when you have the downtime, that's when, when you will lose that connection, lose that, um, that moment with the group. Um, they start disconnecting, start thinking about, you know, what are we having for lunch? Where are we going? What are we doing next? Um, even in your transitions, which to me is kind of a downtime.
0: Um, all right, it's bathroom break as they all leave to go to the bathroom and we, then come back. It's we try to put purpose and goals to all of that. So right. If yeah. we're walking from the gym to where we're gonna do to do fire, then they're supposed to be finding a fire material or, or searching for something that won't burn. We give mm-hmm. some kind of purpose to it, so it's not just, hey, we're walking a quarter of a mile and and. Yeah, they can get distracted and get off topic, and then you've got to reel them back in, and it's actually more work for you.
1: It is a lot more work because you you've lost you've lost that momentum for sure. Mm-hmm. It is more work, and it's harder to to get them reeled back in, as you said.
0: It's easier yeah. though when we're together at the same program, because mm-hmm. you know i i may be uh, I may be talking to the group while while you're setting up the the shelter materials or whatever, and I'm reiterating like, how long can we go without shelter? Even just throwing some questions and keeping them on topic. Keeping them together as a group; otherwise, you start to get that, you know, stepping on so and so's toe or rubbing shoulders or or whatever goes on with kids.
1: Right. Well, and that's the that's the. I love group development. I love working on the individual, um, mm-hmm. but that is all back to the behavior side. And so, to kind of maybe start back over what we're talking about, because we just we did jump right in because I'm I'm had so much fun. It was exciting. Yeah. You know, as we get as we get calls to go to places. The first question I want to know is, is location, where are we going? Second is, what are our age and how many? And so for for this summer school program, we had a lot of kids. We did. A lot of kids. And
0: that was a challenge for you and I to, to figure out. Um, well, even not even so the quantity, but we're talking, um, you know, with some of these these parks programs, you've got 6-year-olds up mm-hmm. to 14, 15-year-olds all in there. Um, and then going to the public school setting – you've got, I think one week we had kindergartners up to fifth graders and we had each group every day. Right. So just that constant rotation of, and, and if you, if you've not in education and and you've not taught the delivery, you can teach the same material to any age, but it's how you deliver it. That's so important because of of where their developmental stage is. And that goes for um, things visually Or, you know, a lot with younger kids, we like hand motions and pictures. As we get into older kids, they really start to be able to ask questions. So we're going to ask them a lot of questions so that their minds are always moving and wondering. But then when we get into the actual activities, dexterity of their fingers is such a... um, There's kind of that line right there. I'm going to say, I don't know the science behind it, but this is strictly our observation. Eight, nine years old, around that third grade mark. Where they really start to gain uh, more adult-like dexterity and they can start doing things like using knives and tying knots. We do a lot of knot tying. Eight is some eight-year-olds are really good, and, and some have a hard time with that uh, more nimble dexterity at that age.
1: Right. Yeah. And and on the as you get in the younger side, you have that um, selfishness. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to use that word because all their world. Yeah. Yeah. It's their world. It's it's mine. I, me, me, me. You know. So when we were working from kindergarten. All the way up to second grade you have that which ironically <laughs> when I have some adult programs I feel like they're, they're acting the yeah. same way, same way but anyway back to kindergarten you know kind of the, through second grade you kind of find that it's just just the selfishness of I want I want it's it's me and and then as you get just a little bit older um you know kind of even your third and fourth you'll find the ones where where no one wants to be singled out they don't want to be um they don't want to be different, right? They want to be like they want to be like the crew, like the gang, you know. And so, you have those dynamics just right there. Just and then we get into fifth grade. Now it's kind of a transitional like age where they're the leaders of the school, you know. They're the oldest of that school most of the time. They're
0: mm-hmm.
1: they're they're going to be leaving next year and going into a different school. And um, I was you,
0: talking to one of the teachers, one mm-hmm. of the fifth grade teachers, and, mm-hmm. and she kind of she did a great job of putting in perspective for me. Um, we had that third, fourth, fifth, those last two groups of the day. Um, You know, on the day we talk about where our food comes from, I I get in and I talk about hunting and I define conservation and preservation and the differences. With those third, fourth, and fifth graders, they were, I wasn't using, I was sitting in a circle with them. I wasn't using pictures or anything. I was literally just talking. No artifacts, no cool stuff. They were all so engaged. Mm -hmm. The whole group was answering questions and raising hand and bringing up topics. When I got done, I thought, boy, in junior high, I actually had, Pictures and and presentations and cool stuff for them and some of them were sleeping, <laughs> and and I get it. it can kind of be boring and hot in the middle of the day. You get to the AC, it's like okay, here we go. This guy's going to teach me about bison. Who cares? But this teacher put it in perspective by saying, from this eight to twelve years old, they're still in this this people adult pleasing state where they don't want to be singled out. They don't want to be left alone. They they want to please the adults and they want to be part of the group then as they start getting to those early teenage years, that junior high, hormones kick in and they do start to want to break off from adults, be their own person. And, uh, that's when you really start seeing those clicks and things form too. So what she was saying to me and what I observed were matching up. And, and that was kind of, was something I really took away from, from this week.
1: Yeah, that's, that's good. Um, back to that kindergarten side for me and you and I, I don't think, have worked with kindergarten a whole lot. It's not been, we ran a few programs. We've had some, maybe Got a week i into
0: a few. I remember an art camp that I had to do for kindergarten because somebody was sick or couldn't <laughs> teach it, and I was scared to death. But of course, I turned it into like animal art. So we did everything about animals.
1: Well, the funny part about you teaching art isn't that art's bad. We like art. It's just that you're I'm the worst <laughs> artist in the world. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> but yeah. you, when you, you actually mixed it with the outdoors. I did and um, because you're passionate about that, I mean your passion showed through and, and the kids ate it up and loved it so. I was scared though I'm so not congrats. gonna lie. I was scared you Go did it but that. for this program um, you know jumping in and teaching surviving unplugged to kindergartners mm-hmm. that was a little tricky that was that was one thing that that I was excited to see how how it really worked if it worked well if it even worked um, but I think we pulled it off I mean it it not only did it um, it was safe for sure it's always going to be safe. Um, but I felt it was successful because when we asked those questions afterwards, we start talking with those kids of, um, what did you learn? What's your takeaway? What's something that you want to continue to learn and grow and do? Um, they were able to answer it and and they answered them honestly and what they learned in that program. But one example of, of, um, how we knew it was successful was we had 30 kindergartners. We split them up into two groups. So you took 15 and I took 15 and we brought mm-hmm. two tents. I think they were like six person. They're larger tents. Yeah. And we told them, we have 15 minutes, we have to get these up because in 15 minutes, the coldest winter weather storm is going to hit, yep. right? So we Everybody had to help. Had everybody had to help, which we also gave them roles. Correct. We gave them tasks. We gave them a purpose. So within that 15, we had you know four to five helping with poles, four to five helping with the tent. And then you had four to five helping with, uh, we had like a rain flies, yeah. right? And so by doing that, everyone had a role, had a purpose. And we were able to easily, with, we're talking all kindergartners, a few first graders, there were, there were some first graders in there, kindergarten and first graders, were able to successfully put a tent up within 15 minutes.
0: Yeah. And everybody got inside, and they loved getting inside of well, it. Well, that was, though, everybody had to be inside yeah. to be
1: safe from the storm, and they all did. What and, cracks
0: me up is at that, that age, um, that, that line of reality is still a little blurred. I mean, so much so that when... When we ask what their favorite animal is, we get dinosaur or uh, unicorn. You know, we there's a blurred line of reality there, which is which is awesome because that's the innocence, and we love we love teaching it.
1: Yeah, we asked we asked them. That was the same group, wasn't it? Yeah. We asked them. I said, uh, just tell the group your name and and one animal that your favorite animal. One. I know you have many, but just pick one. And one said, yeah, a unicorn. And we, was like, we
0: asked that because we wanted to relate <laughs> to animal shelters. Well, how do you relate to a unicorn shelter?
1: Yeah, and also when I ask those questions, it helps me to – I'm awful at remembering names. Right. I am. I'm awful. And sometimes when I can remember the animal, it, it triggers the name for me or whatever question I ask. Yeah. So that kind of helps. But, um, but, yeah, we relate that animal to the activity we're doing. But uh, another kid said, dragon. Dragon. <laughs> I was like – you know, and, and at that age, well, they live in caves, right? <laughs> I, at that age, I just, I let you mean I let you it go, let it go, roll, yeah, yeah. But, but some of them also said snakes and spiders, which you don't hear a lot either. Right. So that was cool.
0: On that blurred line of reality, when they all got in the tent, some of them looked up like, "We're we're safe from the storm." And, Mr. Brian, is there is there really a, a blizzard coming? Is there really a snow snowstorm coming? Yeah. <laughs> Keep in mind, guys, we're we're teaching this in the, in the dead of summer. It's summer school, so. Everyone's sweating. It's we're in a heat advisory. We're worried about yeah. these kids even being outside. We're doing this in the morning where Keeping it's them nice hydrated. and cool and in the yeah, shade prepping. and pushing mm-hmm. water. And and they're still worried. You know, We're doing it as a fun joke. So we have fun with that. And then we quickly remind them, no, no, it's summer. There's there's no blizzard coming. But if there were, you do know how to put a, a you know, tent up.
1: You sharing that, though, I, we weren't going to talk about this, but I want to right now, is yeah. that it really shows the, the power of the leader, um, the teacher, the the parent that in that moment when you share that to them they're all in mm-hmm. I mean that you've their buy-ins there they're in they're ready to do it with you you know and you'll see that when when you don't have the leader or the parent when they're not all in I, I struggle with coming up with the creative side like you're really good at that Brian of writing out a crazy scenario or thinking through the creativity side you know I'm I'm kind of a pinpoint like let's just get let's let's go let's just get here you know yeah. but uh, they're sharing the stories or bringing up the creative yes we have a storm coming you know, uh, that that brought them in, there was buy-in, and they were, like, it was real, real yeah. to them, you know, Made it was it real, real to them, them. Yeah. and that comes from the leader, that comes from the teacher, it comes from the parent, you know, and as we're looking at whether we're playing in a gym or we're hiking outdoors, it really doesn't matter, like, what activities you're doing or what you're doing. We, we're passionate about the outdoors because as you step outside the gym and you go out, there's more resources, there's more things to talk about. Uh, you even you feel better when you come back in. There's you just do. something out in the outdoors that, that begins to, to make you feel good, I believe. But well, um, no matter if you're in the gym or the outdoors, it doesn't matter. You it, it comes to the leader, the one that's leading it, to to have that buy-in and to educate, share, and build that relationship with that group. Because without that, we talked earlier, that when we walked in the gym, mm-hmm. you have kids scattered everywhere doing whatever they want to do. Right. But in this moment, it was you or I, it was us, and the teachers that joined in to help us, mm-hmm. you know, it was coming from us, and they were ready to listen. They were ready to learn, and they were all in. They weren't sitting at the chair, at the desk, bored, eyes down, tired. What are we doing next? And I just think it's so powerful to think that that you, as a parent, that's listening, like you have, you are the leader. You're you're the one that can get the kids engaged and yeah. active, and getting out. You go outside too. You have to go outside too. Mm-hmm. You, I can't just tell everybody, "Hey, go outside and make a fire." I have to lead it, show it, keep it safe, all right. of that the, the entire time, and. And that is a question I, I know we've talked about before, but someone asked, how do I get my kids outside more? Go out with them. You have to go out with them. Right. You have to do it. And that's what it takes for a teacher or leader to do any of these things. You have to go do, go do
0: Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You know, you, you talk about, you said you don't really understand the power of being outdoors, but we go out and we teach outdoors rather than in the gym and, and you feel better. And, and there's a lot of studies that show the power of the outdoors. There's even... I'm going to be awful at, at, at citing the source here, but basically the study was two different offices, and they, these people work for the same company, they put some in one office with no window, no green outside, and some in an office with green outside, and which one do you think was more productive? The people with the window. Right. And it was a window. It wasn't even being outdoors. It was just that they could see the outdoors and that there was sunlight. I mean, we all know that we literally absorb vitamins into our body Correct. from sunlight, so sunlight yep. is important. It triggers hormones in our body that that bring up positive emotions to our brain, positive triggers. Um, but also, I think that it pushes people to more of a learning state because you are pulling them away from comforts. You're pulling them away from uh, air conditioning. They're out in the sun now. They they feel the breeze. It, it triggers different parts of our brains because you start to bring about this awareness of, okay, I'm hot. Okay, I've got sweat running down my back. okay oh, a breeze just happened. That felt really good. And it, I think it takes us back more to a a state of, of human, of, of who we are. You know, we've built these buildings and these comfortable places and, and I love them. I'm so thankful when it's a heat index of 105 that I can go inside. When it's that hot, you know, we were, we were doing programs when it was really, really warm outside.
1: And, but to get the kids outside, We didn't have to pull teeth we didn't have to beg them nothing they were ready to go because we're we're talking talking 97 degrees yeah sunny they were wanting to go because we were going right and and they thought they were going to have fun which we found out they did it was at the very end it was successful it was great but for me like to go out when it's 97 degrees i would prefer to stay inside Mm -hmm. i would prefer that it's more comfortable but when i go out i feel better where it's uncomfortable more than i did if i would have stayed in where it was comfortable absolutely and it's that feeling and there is a there's a bible verse and I really think it, it lends to what's
0: really happening, even though no one really talks about it. Um, Which blows my mind that it's not talked about, because everybody feels that way when they go out and come in. They feel better. Yeah. But uh, why isn't it talked about? So,
1: Psalms 96, it's 11 through 12. It says, Let the heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad, let the sea resound, and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant, and everything in them, let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Yeah. You know, when we step out in creation, everything out there is glorifying, our creator and so when we so it's a happy place yeah it's a happy place and when when you're talking about we are creation when we step into that
0: we're where we're supposed to be
1: i just think it happens yeah Yeah. it's where we're supposed to be and and that's the best answer i can give i mean yes you have your 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 sunlight your vitamin d and all those things that our body needs but but just seeing any kind of group of of people in this case we're talking about the kids seeing how they acted behaved before we went out versus when we went out and came back in was a lot different completely different
0: with that I want to get into this use the word fun you know you never went to summer school I never went to summer school I never wanted to you never wanted to summer school kind of has this negative connotation of oh well the parents may just have to send the kids there or uh, they have to go there for credit recovery because they're not doing well in school um, so a lot of times there's a lot of field trips and stuff like that that are going on. Um, And and so there's kind of this mix of, like, you either have to learn, you're here because you have to learn and get caught up, or you're here to have fun. We hope we are mixing both of those, and Mm -hmm. that is our goal. Mm -hmm. We want to bring a new face to summer school. We want to be in in schools and with homeschool groups and in summer camps every summer, all summer long, so that people are learning and having fun. So some of the things that we taught, uh, we taught archery. We set up archery courses. We have a whole archery kit with net and everything. Land navigation, we get out compasses, and, and we... We land trek, and we find places and do challenges as groups together. Mm-hmm. Um, we've taught about food. We made Swiss arrows, which is kind of like a, a primitive addle type thing. Uh, we should make a video and show everybody what that is so they can do it if they want. Uh, fire, which everybody loves fire. Survival shelters. Um, and even water. We talked about the importance of purification of filtration and, and where to get your water and where not to get your water. Yeah,
1: and, and on the Swiss arrow side, that was fun for me because I always turn it into competition or challenge. challenge. Yep. So after they craft um, a Swiss arrow, it's about two foot long, you know, and um, it's kind of like a whip, a whipper, where you're, you're going to lash a piece of paracord around it. It has to be able to come off, and that's what's going to propel it forward. But the fun part is, is after they've crafted it and made it, uh, able to go outside and actually test it and mm-hmm. see accuracy um, and then, um, distance. Well, we can teach
0: accuracy versus precision Correct that too.
1: We do there. Right. Yeah. And also then for distance and, and it's just fun to see um, one example, one child that crafted theirs, you could tell that he, he, he probably isn't awesome at sports, you know, right. maybe not as athletic as some of the other kids and he whipped this thing. <laughs> Launched it. <laughs> Launched it. Beat everybody. But he was just beside himself, you yeah. know, and, and So cool to see. Confident. You know, I mean it was almost like he got a confidence in himself after doing that.
0: Well, and that some of the feedback from the teachers that know these kids that were helping us, which we had (laughs) we're so blessed to work with the people we work with, like the people at at the parks and the homeschools and all these teachers at these schools, like their willingness to help us and, and, and to nurture us and the support that they give us of you guys are great with the kids, you guys are you guys are patient. But the feedback they give us of the progress they see in the kids, that's what really means a lot to us. You know, the, the kind words of, you guys are really good and all that, that that feels good. It's mm-hmm. good to know that you're doing a good job. But when they start talking about the progress they see in the kids, that's why we're there. Right. That's why we love it. And it honestly makes me emotional to think about. So hearing things like, hey, so-and-so class saw us doing this yesterday. Can they come join? Of course, we're going to say absolutely. But Let's go. Mm-hmm people are watching and, and they want to they want to come do what we're doing that's awesome second i can't believe that those three kids went outside and did what you did and had fun because they hate the outdoors mm-hmm. well you and i would have never known that had the teacher not told us because they were all in right they were all in they were they were learning they were being productive and here's one that really really touched me this was with uh the elementary students um talking about kindergartners and first graders but the teacher's talking about that at the end of the week, the confidence in the individual that they had in themselves at the end of it just from spending three days with us. Not even three days. There it was just an hour each day. That, that feels really good to know that we can go in and, and impact a youth that in three days when they leave us, they're more confident in who they are because they have abilities and skills. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. It just has to be instilled in them and nurtured in them. It, people have to come alongside them and absolutely. love them and help them.
1: Absolutely, and that's what we talked earlier about the leader, the parent, the teacher. They're the ones that have to do that. Mm-hmm. That's Where it has to come from. You yeah.
0: see, all you see a lot of great um, professional athletes. Or I, I was telling recently about a professional fisherman. He was telling a story how he got to be pro, but people walked alongside him and helped him. His dad took him to tournaments when he was nine. They 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 got him a boat and helped him sign up and be a pro when he was sixteen to go fish against people that are fifty one. By himself, he's not doing that. But because his dad and grandpa and aunts and uncles are walking beside him, propelling and pushing him, giving him encouragement and help, he's able to go do that. And that's that's what our youth needs. Um, and not every, not everybody's blessed to have parents and grandparents, but there's always somebody that has the opportunity to walk beside a kid. And if, you, if that's you and you see that opportunity, don't pass it up because you won't regret it. You'll be more fulfilled um, than any amount of money or any material thing would ever help you if you help a child... Uh, progress Mm -hmm. in their life right
1: oh that's so good and that's it was a very rewarding program um kind of speechless and and the looking back on that thinking about that um it was awesome i I really hope that we're able to continue to do that for them um in the future years
0: well if uh summer school would have looked like what we just did right
1: i might have considered going (laughs) no exactly because you said earlier we didn't i didn't go i never went to summer school um once school was out, I was free. Yeah. You know, it was just freedom. Um, I know in some other podcasts I talked about we use the creek, and July's my birthday, and that's where I had my birthday parties. But that's where we spent was time in the outdoors. We would go to the creek and play. Yeah. And so to be able to bring some of that past knowledge and... Bring and it to school. Bring it to the school. It was, it was awesome, and I would love to continue to grow that. And, yeah. and you know, to even... Maybe take field trips during your, your summer school to, to go out and see some of those places, too. Those are opportunities other uh, schools We
0: do. are bringing to school what we were so excited to get out of school so that we could go do. <laughs> yeah. We're bringing it to the schools, right. and it's special. It, it's special. Mm-hmm. I, hope it keep, I hope it keeps going, and I don't want it to, to stop at all. Um, ben, talk a little bit about the difference in having a student for multiple days in a row or a group of people. Um, and, and kind of the team development stuff that you do, because we, we say we teach fire, but we don't just roll up and say, Hey, let's go outside and let me teach you how to light a fire real quick. There's a lot that goes on before that. And a lot that goes on after that to develop them as a team and why it's so special to us to have these students for, um, an extended period of time, rather than just jumping in for an hour and a half and then leaving and never seeing them again.
1: Yeah. Um, so to really to start that off, um,
0: That's where your heart is.
1: Yeah, it is because I found that it works for me, and that's why anyone listening, the action steps that you take, um, some of this can work for you, but you have to find how you can do it. Um, So what I mean is, first is we set what's called the code of honor. You know, a contract. It's a verbal contract. It's an agreement between all these people of how we're going to act. You know, and. We break.
0: That's the first thing we establish with them. It
1: is. It's the very first thing. Um, sometimes even before getting to know them, their name, any of that. Mm-hmm. It's, It's. I'm here. This is who I am. And then this is what we're going to follow. This is what I'm going to hold you to. This is what you're going to hold us to. It's what you're going to hold everybody to. Um, it's just that accountability and expectations right off the bat. And that would be the one thing, if I could encourage anybody out there to do with their kids, because...
0: Well, not even any leader at any level. Yeah, set expectations. Adults, expectations. Set expectations.
1: When you set the expectations, now people know their boundaries. You know, they they know. I don't want to say it this way, but I'm going to. They know what they can get away with or not get away with. You right. know, it's it's they know what you are expecting of them. People and
0: unconsciously want expectations, though. We what? do.
1: We want structure for sure. Yeah. Yeah. When there's no structure, it gets to chaos and. That isn't good. But we set that standard first right off the bat of this is what we're going to hold you to. And the reason we have to do that is because we have to keep them safe first and foremost. And that could even be a parent and a child wants the child to listen to them so that when they say don't go out in the road, the child listens and stops. But you have to first set up that that code of honor and then hold them to it. And that's the hardest part. That is the most difficult part. Because once you set expectations for any group, you, the leader, the teacher, the parent, whomever you are that's that's in control or in charge in the moment, mm-hmm. you have to do what you say. Right. The and moment. The moment I get that in you trouble don't
0: sometimes is I'll set an expectation that um, isn't really realistic to hold. Right. And 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 that's so dangerous because if if you say and I'm going to go crazy extreme here, um, you know if 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 I tell my kid. Hey, if you ride your bike in the street, I'm gonna blow it up. Well, that's that's kind of unrealistic. Because you're I'm, not gonna do that. I'm not gonna blow yeah. up this bike. So,
1: but here's one realistic that a lot of a lot of people use: if you don't stop, we're going home. Right. Okay. You better be willing to go home. Then. You better, yeah. Then, then you are going home. Mm-hmm. And and so a lot of that, people, not just kids, people see right through that because we didn't hold them accountable the first time. Well, then I'm good to go. Right. I'm, I can do what I want. And and that's why you have to be careful with your words. Um, what you're really saying, sometimes we just say it because we've said it time and time again. Don't do this because or else or whatever that is. Um, really think about what we're holding them to. So we set down the lines of respect, safety, and fun, mm-hmm. you know, and we do break down what each of them are so that it's really clear. Um, for your kindergartners, we're going to really keep it more simple and, and just basically listening. Yeah. You Be know? nice and listen. Be nice and listen. Then all the way up to the adults, really really let's just talk about it right now is what is respect. And so you listening right now, this moment, I would ask you the question, what is respect? Right. And while you're thinking about that, and don't define it by using the word. Yeah. I mean, today people are going to say, what is respect? Well, it's being
0: respectful. Be nice. Be respectful. Be respectful.
1: Well, you can't define the word by using the word. No. And so what you and I use, you know, this was taught to me years and years ago when I was a camp director out at ranch and, um, learned, learned so much there, so I'm so thankful for that. But really holding the expectation with this respect is RSBCT. find out what it means to me because nobody knows. But what it is to us is, is to be caring, is to be present, and to be honest. And we even break all three of those down further. Um, being honest is we say don't lie, which we all shouldn't be. I know people do, but it's owning your mistakes. Is If you make a mistake, let's own it so we can fix it the that, first time. That's almost harder than not lying
0: it's pretty tough to, to own up to something you've done. Yeah. Yeah. That is tough. I mean, but if you, you break a glass when nobody's looking that might be worth money, it, it's pretty easy to just walk away from that broken glass because nobody's going to know who broke it. Right. But it, it, it's so important to pick up a piece of that broken glass and, and go to the person and say, messed up. How can I help fix it? Yep. And most of the time, what are they going to say? Oh, don't, don't worry about it. Thank you so much for letting me know. Um, but had they had to come find out who broke it? Well, now you're a liar because mm-hmm. you didn't come tell him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So being honest, that's key. Um, next was to be caring, which most people will define respect as the golden rule. Yeah. That's where you, do unto others. Yeah. Do unto others you have done unto you. And, and and in that whole helping the old... Helping the old granny across the street. Yeah. yeah. You'll, you'll get those examples of what that caring might look like. Um, And so be caring is definitely a part of it. And then lastly is to be present, which being present is the most difficult and this is where, as the leaders, the teachers, the parent, this is where you have to really help all mankind with. Because the example I give is, do you get frustrated when someone's on their phone and you're trying to talk with them? And they're like, yeah, I'm listening while they're still got their eyes on their phone, tapping away on the buttons. And most people are like, oh, yes, I hate that. Because it is disrespectful. You're not truly communicating effectively. You're not listening and giving that person the time or the respect. Right. But um, those are the three parts of respect that we break down. And so then then later you don't have to dig back into them it's they have a better understanding what respect is so you just that use the word now now we just can use the word yeah. yeah and you know as you're going through that's that is the most difficult part is holding them to that yeah um i guess we do also clarify what must we respect yeah, they have to understand what they're going to yeah that attitude of respect is towards for sure so, you know we share with them it's, it's to care for the environment to care for equipment it's care for others and honestly themselves
0: that's that usually is the one that we kind of pause on yourself because if you can't respect yourself then you're not doing any you're not respecting any of the other three things and you're probably not respecting property or equipment or we can look around our society and see that when when people are burning down their own towns well those people that are doing that usually don't respect themselves Mm -hmm. that's why they're not respecting other people's businesses or or their community It, it starts with respecting yourself and and maybe you have some work to do there um I have to remind myself sometimes of, uh, of that. So, uh, it is cool that we get to go share that. Yeah,
1: no, absolutely, and, and we could keep going. But that's that's one part of of what we really start with, uh, and that's why I shared all that, and and why I'm so passionate about it is because it's what makes the program effective. It is. If you don't have that, then you can go teach the craziest wall from rappelling or jumping out of helicopters or climbing trees or whatever. Mm-hmm but if you don't have that set,
0: you're not going to be able to do those things and you definitely won't be able to do them safe. Right. It was cool at the junior high, you know, after we established all that and, and we busted out some of our, uh, we call them games, but there's meaning behind all of them um, really to bring them together as a group and to work through um, to get rid of some of their selfishness as individuals. Of uh, so why, I wouldn't
1: say to get rid of in that moment. It's to sometimes just bring awareness. Bring awareness. awareness. That, yeah, that's that, better. Because yeah. We don't always know that we're doing that. It's, uh, you and I probably do that around people, and we just don't don't know absolutely somebody. we
0: yeah. all do i mean it's selfish is, is a sin it's 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 in our nature um as we are <laughs> broken people in a broken world, so we have to uh we have to stay aware aware is, aware is a good word of of how our actions and our words are affecting other people because at the end of the day everything we say and do affects somebody else mm-hmm. it really sure. truly does, and that's that's hard to stay. In that mindset all the time, uh, because we want what we want when we want it. it really is so. Uh, well, Ben, anything you want? to, Any special thanks or anything you want to add uh, about about this uh, summer school program? Yeah.
1: Earlier, I wanted to talk to you about time, and that was the that was the second part for me with any of these groups that you're, whether it be your kids, um, adult groups you're working with, versus setting the expectation, also holding them accountable to it, like we talked about. It's mm-hmm. so hard, but you have to. You have to. Do what you say. Um, and don't overpromise. You know, if you do this, we'll go get ice cream. Well, then you better go get ice cream. Yeah. You know, because you're breaking trust. We won't get into trust and trustworthiness, but that's a huge part of it. But also it's time. So for you, as we went through and we had probably 150 kids. there was a lot um, in, in, in those few days. Um, we're hitting 150 basically in, in an eight-hour time span, right, seven-hour yeah, yeah, seven, hour seven time hours, time 150 kids. Yeah. Um, how did you feel being able to transition from kindergartner all the way up to fifth grade within really that set amount of hours that we had? I mean, because it was super fast. I was listening. It was super fast. Some of our groups were an hour long. Some of them we got up to an hour 45, depending on the age. But um, how did you feel as the, really the facilitator leader in that moment of, of helping these kids? How did you feel with, with that impact of how fast that transition was?
0: So that was my biggest angst going into the week. Um, was was that transition of how how am I at 11 o'clock going to teach first graders and at, at 12.30 I'm going to have fourth graders. How how am I going to make that switch and that transition? Um, and there was no downtime between that. I mean, literally one day um, you had to step away for a few minutes and so I was kind of by myself and I finished one program and I went three minutes over which was outside and I had to go back inside. To start, I was literally sprinting. With mm-hmm. my gear across across the campus of the school, to get where I needed to be, and as soon as I got in there, it was time to rock, ready to go, and I'm literally thinking, "All right, how old are these kids? Okay, let let's go. What are we doing with these kids? You did a really good job uh, uh, when you're creating this program because we're we're teaching fire to every level. So what day one was was fire, or no, day two was fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're teaching fire to every single group, but again, it's how it's delivered that's being different, and, and uh, the skill, the way the skill is taught is different depending on uh, their mental maturity and physical maturity. So
1: so to clarify, you know, kindergarten, kind of up to third grade, I'm not worried if they can go out and make a fire. Right.
0: They just need to know what, what makes a fire. What
1: makes a fire. We right. got into the principles and, and teachings of that and then got to let them see all that put together mm-hmm. and a fire to be created.
0: Yeah, yeah we did. So the activities you came up with to, to help kind of distinguish their learning abilities was super helpful and kind of comforting to me. Um, but it took a few minutes of sitting down in a circle, which we we circle up every group. We love the circle because it it's one. It, it's one shape. It's one line. Everybody's together. Everybody can see everybody. We, we love using the circle. So as I sat down in the circle with them and kind of started asking their names and, and getting comfortable and just... You get their responses and where their maturity level is at pretty quickly, but by the end of the week, pretty much knowing every kid in every group, I, w- I was I had no anxiety about it at all. Well, and, and what you're
1: talking about right there—that's my last point about time—is that the more time you're with a group, mm-hmm. the more growth can take place. Absolutely, you know,
0: I and us and in them, correct? Because we're know, part of
1: the group when we're teaching them. Exactly, and and it's that time. Even though it was so fast paced, and we, we were switching groups pretty quick, um, you had three days of that, and that's why I, that would be the second part of if any group. The longer you have with the group, as long as you're holding that expectations and accountability, there is so much growth that
0: that can take place and happen um, mm-hmm. when you're all together doing that that time. Yeah, the and. relationships are special too. You know, it's almost. <laughs> On the third day, it was almost like we're celebrities. You know, they're all yelling, "Mr. Ben, Mr. Brian!" High as we fives walk and the playground and, side hugs. Everybody. Side <laughs> hugs. Yeah, they're they're so excited to see us. So that's really cool. But knowing their name and, and knowing their favorite animal and and what they love to do and and they're they're gonna tell some stories throughout the week. So just kind of getting to know them and having relationships um, with the students and knowing them as people and letting them know us, telling stories about our lives. Um, I said relationships make make the world go around. It's what mm-hmm. it's what we're built for. It's what humans are created to do, and and it uh, it makes you have good feelings when it's all over with. It does, and
1: that's where my thanks would come in. There's there's a lot of people to thank to make Ooh. that happen, and so I, you know who you are, but I I do want to thank the uh, school system, our 7 mm-hmm. um Public School for allowing us that opportunity, um, and everybody that all the hands. There's so many teachers contributors outside of of that yep um well the, just the lewis
0: family on the financial side for bringing yep. some of the financials in to to make this program happen hopefully that leads to even more programming and grants and stuff in the future right city of republic their parks department for for finding us reaching out and letting us come be a part of it mm-hmm. um and then of course the the school of the wild homeschool group that um we always have a great time going out with and and uh, having us out to be a part of their camp was special and we we want to keep going we want to keep doing that so
1: lastly is the parents the parents yeah just yeah want to thank them for allowing us the opportunity to teach and and a lot of the parents reached out to me afterwards um they couldn't thank us enough. i mean it, right. they love those programs and they would love to see more and, and i'm just so thankful that they they want yeah, i think
0: that. it's i think it's refreshing for the students for the parents and for the schools um to put a new face to put a new face on education because it's important to have skills it's important to have outdoor skills. There's kind of this awareness or awakening of, you know what? There's there's coming a time where we might be we might have to be able to start a fire with limited things. We might have to know where our food comes from. We might have to know that strawberry milk comes from a cow, not a strawberry, you know? We might have to know that. <laughs> yeah. So, people are buying in and we we're so thankful we get to be a part of it. That's why we started our business. It's what we love. So, we're encouraged that people locally are having these programs we're encouraged by their response when we're done that they want to have us back we hope that if you're listening to this wherever you are um, if you know a teacher or an organization where whatever it is if you think outdoor skills or outdoor leadership or outdoor team build, building and development is something they could benefit from please reach out to us we can work online we'll travel we'll do local reach out to us. We're passionate about it. We will work with you to make sure it happens. Um, Whether it's survival, conservation, or you literally have problems within your team that you you want gone and some some development to happen. Um, We would love to help. We would love to help. But um, Thank you for listening. We hope that you guys will go out and spend some time outdoors. Um, If you need any help with ideas to get out with your family, please reach out to us. Facebook, Instagram, website, any of those things. But until next time, please share and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast hosted by Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandel. Please help us by subscribing. Also, follow along on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook.